power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. obstacle in our life. We'll lift you up above every challenge in our life. We'll lift you up above every threatenings in our life. Oh, we are seated with you in high places above principalities and powers. We are hidden with Christ in God and in Him we live, in Him we move, and in Him we have our being shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place except he that has clean hands and has a pure heart and has not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully Lord we give you glory we give you praise we are chosen and called by your name O God with one heart and purpose we gather to glorify you and to proclaim that you our Lord are our sure foundation and that we will never be afraid when the storms of life come we will not be shaking for by your mighty hands we are saved lord as we have lifted up your name we declare that every battle that is ahead of us is won in the name of jesus every challenge that is ahead of us is solved in the name of jesus every problem that is ahead of us is, is solved in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the son of the living god as we have worshipped, lay an ambush against them that seek our lives. As it happened in the valley of Baraka, where they lifted up your name and Lord, you fought on their behalf. Fight on our behalf, O Jehovah Sabaoth. Fight on our behalf, O Jehovah Nisi. Fight on our behalf, O El Gibor. Jehovah Adonai, our sovereign God, the one who rules in the affairs of men. Lord, we give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody put your hands together for the Lord. Keep the same song in the background for me for a while. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, somebody shout a big amen. Shout another amen. Hallelujah. My aim is simple, is to provoke the spirit of prayer in you. And I've told you on our visitation, even at midweek service, that dedicate the rest of the year to intense prayer. Hallelujah. Be more prayerful in the next one and a half months than you've ever been in your entire life. Amen. Yeah. Because I see a lot of glorious things in 2022. A lot of glorious things in 2022. Oh, you will not shout amen because you don't believe it. I see a lot of glorious things in the year 2022. Hallelujah. And it is those who are strategically prepared and positioned in the place of prayer who will reap the benefits thereof. Amen. Any difficulty where prayer is concerned, may it be taken away in your life in the name of Jesus. Because you see, it's not like people don't want to pray. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. But during the 
this time grace is available hallelujah grace is available today i want to teach you a few things i'm going to speak to you on what i've entitled what happens when we do not pray what happens when we do not pray i don't think i'll finish it today but i'll lay the foundations and start something what happens when we do not pray now prayer is an important thing we cannot do without prayer in our lives as christians hallelujah in fact every religion has prayer in it the muslims pray five times a day those who follow judaism the jews they pray three times a day the hindus have their time of prayer their time of meditation every religion has prayer and we cannot do without prayer hallelujah you, you cannot call yourself a christian if you do not pray and today i want to show you what happens both in the physical and in the realm of the spirit when you do not pray you cannot be there as a christian and be prayerless you wake up in the morning and you just move we move and we go it's all about work it's all about school it's all about the children it's all about family you must have time for prayer hallelujah and i've come to realize after researching through the scriptures that prayer is most effective when it is consistent so this thing you do that you pray and then you stop ah, and then you come and do it again when you feel like it or when there is trouble or when you have had some bad dream or some evil prophecy has been released upon you then you start praying no 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 prayer is meant to be continuous somebody say continuous it's meant to be a continuous thing in luke chapter 18 verse 1 jesus said to the disciples he said men ought to always pray say always say always men ought to always pray and not faint always there is an always factor there is a a, a, a continuous factor there is a, a consistency factor about prayer which we can't lose sight of hallelujah yeah prayer must be a habit it must be a continuous thing for it to be effective if you read isaiah chapter 26 verse 6 to 7 he said i have placed watchmen upon the walls of jerusalem and they will not give god peace until he makes jerusalem a praise on the earth they will not give god peace they will not hold their peace they will not keep quiet they will not stop praying until anybody with the spirit of the intercessor has what we call the until factor they pray until they see something happen now people who have prayed for people for five years ten years and they are still not stopping until they see what they are praying for happen in their lives they will not stop praying and may that spirit come upon you in the name of jesus sometimes we give up too early respect two days three days we are seeing results there are people who have interceded for people 17 years some of the great revivals in the past were were built on the altar of prayer decades of prayer the people who prayed themselves didn't see the revival until first thessalonians 5 17 says pray without season it means don't stop praying you must be consistent in the place of prayer hallelujah and today i want to charge you as a child of god to be consistent in the place of prayer you see those days in the old testament a lot of the prayer was left for the priests to do on behalf of the people 
But right now things have changed. Hallelujah. On the day Jesus died, the curtain that separated the people from the Holy of Holies, where God was, it was rent into twain. I have a sermon I preached a long time ago entitled The Mystery of the Torn Veil. That one is a revival message. One day I'll preach it to you. Hallelujah. When the veil was torn, what it meant was that now come boldly. Somebody say boldly. Enter boldly into the throne of grace. The door has been opened. Everybody. And, and the Bible says he has made us priests and kings. Every believer is a priest. Somebody say I'm a priest. Say it again. I'm a priest. Hallelujah. Every believer is a priest, but not every believer is a pastor. See, sometimes you think priest and pastor are the same. They are not the same. Every believer is a priest, but not every believer is a pastor. You are a priest. That is why you can administer communion to yourself. And it is still powerful. Hallelujah. It's on churches. It is only the communion that a pastor will administer to you that you are allowed to take. But he has made you a priest and he has made you a king. As a priest, you can take wine and bless it and drink it. You can take wine, bless it, give it to your children. You can take wine, bless it, and give it to your wife to take. As a priest. Hallelujah. Yeah. So we are priests. Our priesthood is different. And every priest must have an altar. Say an altar. Every priest must have an altar. Ask somebody, do you have an altar of prayer? Ask the person, do you have an altar of prayer? You see, you don't, you, you don't have an altar of prayer if it is sporadic. Because there are laws when it comes to the altar. And I'll show you some of the laws. You can't be sporadic. Oh, once in three months, once in four months. Eh? No, 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 no. You must erect an altar of prayer. And that is, that is my aim today. That after today you will erect an altar of prayer in your life. This altar I'm talking about is not a physical altar. It's not out of stone is not made with the hands of man it is a spiritual positioning it is a spiritual positioning and in the spirit an altar is where you see, I'm, I'm releasing some small apart from a series I'll do in 2022 and that series is called altars and covenants now I have to start teaching you some deep things hallelujah altars and covenants an altar in the spirit or when it comes to spiritual matters is a meeting place between divinity and humanity it's a meeting place between spirits and humans and this doesn't only apply to Christianity I'm sure you know there are occultic altars there are evil altars most religions also have their altars they do a lot of things on altars but an altar by definition is where spirits meet with humans or divinity meets with humanity hallelujah yeah. so everybody must have the place and this place I'm talking about is not necessarily a physical place but a spiritual positioning a place where you meet God a place where humanity meets divinity I want us to read Exodus chapter 29 verse 43 the whole of Exodus 29 we're talking about things about altars and 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 certain conditions about building altars and all of that but a statement was made in exodus 29 43 he said and there is talking about the altar he said and there i will meet with the children of israel and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory hallelujah at 
at the altar he said he will meet with the children of Israel an altar is a meeting place between spirits and humans and in actual fact when you sacrifice to an altar whatever spirit that is behind the altar appears whatever spirit is behind the altar manifests that is how altars are so if it's an altar that demands human blood when that blood is sacrificed the spirit behind the altar begins to do things hallelujah everybody must erect an altar of prayer in their lives where you meet God, a place where you commune with God, and he said, What well, and the tabernacle shall be sanctified by my glory. When you meet God, there is a glory that rubs off on you. There's a glory that rubs off on you. And imagine doing this on a daily basis. Some people you see them, and it's like this person is not an ordinary human, there is just something, there's just an aura around the person. It is the glory of God from being at the altar on a daily basis hallelujah and one of the instructions that was given where the altar was concerned in Leviticus chapter 6 verse 12 he said the fire must not go out on the altar adding more evidence to the fact that prayer is a continuous thing hallelujah the fire must not go out it, it mustn't come to a point where there is no action on the altar of you who listen to me on our visitation I mentioned that the best time to erect this altar or to activate this altar is in the mornings this thing about as for me I, I can't I don't joke with my morning sleep be there when I start showing you what happens when you don't pray be there as for me as for my morning sleep I don't joke with it at all that's for your morning coffee you drink it continue like people have some rituals but today add prayer to the rituals add prayer to the rituals and if you read further it says what early in the morning the priests must wake up and ensure that there is fire on the altar it wasn't in the evening no i'm not saying evening prayers don't work i'm not saying afternoon prayers don't work. but there's something about the mornings there is something about giving god the first of the day there's something ah, you pray in the morning and then the trials will come uh, then you come and pray about the trials in the evening or in the afternoon why don't you deal with it in the morning why don't you stop it in the morning why don't you abort it in the morning in the place of prayer great men in the bible knew this secret about early morning prayers the bible said jesus woke up while it was still dark he went into a distant place and there he prayed early morning no wonder he was so successful with whatever he was going to confront in the day the lepers he was going to confront in the day the cripples he was going to confront in the day the sick people he was going to confront in the day the dead people he was going to confront in the day he dealt with it in the place of prayer even before morning came so when he saw the leper this is pasco it is already been done when he saw the dead person is pasco it's already been done when he saw the leper it's already been done and the disciples with him stood there and they were like ah there is some secret with this man 
notice that they never went to him to tell him master teach us to raise the dead he didn't say master teach us to cleanse lepers but they went and said master teach us to pray because they realized that there was something this man used to do early in the mornings and in the day when he came out he was like superhuman there, there was this power that rested upon him that caused things to happen there was this power that rested upon him that caused problems to be solved so they went to the source they said teachers that thing that you have been doing in the morning that thing that you have been leaving the house where we are all staying and you go to a distant place to go to do teach us how to do it because you realize that is the secret a lot of believers want power but they don't want prayer it is a pp connection it's a power prayer connection in fact it's a ppp connection it's a power prayer and purity connection they said teach us to pray teach us to pray the psalmist said in psalm 63 verse 1 he said early will i seek thee early early will i seek thee oh may the spirit of continuous sleep be cast out of your life in the name of jesus the inability to wake up the inability to sacrifice your sleep may you be delivered from it today in the name of jesus look if you are in ministry you should be disciplined enough to be able to wake up i'm telling you there's nobody who has been successful in ministry who can control their ability to sleep and eat those two things if you can master those things there is a limit to how high or how much god can use you in life i'm telling you the truth there is something about the mornings there is something about that period before day breaks fully and so let me start showing you what happens when you do not pray today i may give you two or three and we'll continue later number one when you don't pray you are confused in life most of your confusion in life is as a result of prayerlessness you wake up in the morning John, 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 you just go like that not covered in prayer you haven't committed your day into the hands of God you haven't committed your family into your house you are just going and leaning on your own understanding confused that's why you are confused about whether to say yes to this one or to a or to b confusion the psalmist said my confusion is constantly before me and some of you that is your life constantly confused morning confused afternoon confused evening confused always confused it is because of prayerlessness you don't have an altar of prayer you pray sporadically you pray as and when you pray prn it's prn prayers when needed but you see even the when needed you have gotten the definition of the when needed wrong because the when needed means every moment every day you need the prayer every morning you need the prayer every time you need the prayer but you have defined the when needed is when there is trouble or when there are threatenings or when i've had a bad dream or when i'm going to write exams you live a confused life 
no direction, no light. People get confused when somebody comes to sign. He said, "And God told me, like, hey, these people, did they really hear from God?" Somebody came to ask me when pastor said, "And God said, do they really hear from?" Me? I said, "I can't talk for myself. I can't speak for other people. I can't speak for other people. I don't open my mouth and say God said by heart." God is a king. Kings, they don't talk bad. So I don't put words in God's mouth. When I come to tell you God said, I'm 120% sure of what I'm saying. So people, it's like, why is it that people say they can hear God? And you, you can't hear God. You're a child of God. He's your father. Why can't you hear him? It's because you live a prayerless life. You haven't erected an altar. That place where you meet with him is not there. It is non-existent. It's non-existent. That's why you are confused about every single decision. Every way seems right to you. Because there's no altar of prayer. And this altar of prayer is not just when we are all praying. A time when it's just you and God, also, you must have an altar of prayer. People are walking around confused about all sorts of things, it's because there is no light, there is no direction, there is nothing lighting their path and pointing to the way. No prayer. The spirits men are dead, like door, you can't sense anything, you'll be dead in a wizard, and you don't even know. Building, it's time to use you for the next sacrifice. Everyone, I'm clean. You can't even sense it. You are not sensing like nothing even moves you in your spirit. That this guy doesn't have the correct spirit. Look, when your spirit man is sharp, and sometimes somebody can even pass by you and you just sense something. Yeah, those are the times when you are sharp. I see your sharpness is sinusoidal. It's only January, fasting and prayer. Why are you sharp? By the time we get to the February March, why you dawned? Spiritual dullness. And it's because you don't have an altar of prayer. You don't have an altar of prayer. It is sporadic. As and when you feel like it. As and when you feel there is a need. speaks to us or he's shouting but you can't hear he's warning you this place you are going don't go but you can't hear it's because your spirit man is dark your spirit man is not sharp enough your discernment is not sharp enough and these things are sharpened at the altar when you meet face to face with God See, some people say when I'm praying on my own it's hard there's a reason why it's hard it's hard because you do it once in a while if you are consistent with it oh trust me the transitioning from the flesh into the soul and entering the spirit is quick it's fast 
If you pray once in a while, ah, you will be in the flesh, huh? you will be seeing the mosquito fly. You'll be looking at your watch thinking it's 30 minutes and it's 5 minutes and your heart is beating. You are still praying in the flesh. You see, when you, when you go to the altar to pray, you see, it's like the Old Testament tabernacle, the outer court, that's the flesh. The holy place, that's your soul. In the holy of holies, that is your spirit man. That is where God dwells. So it is a movement. The moment you start praying, it is a movement from the outer court to the holy place, into the holy of holies. It is a shifting from the flesh through to the soul into the spirit. That's why we say, I am in the spirit. That is what it means. You have transitioned from the flesh and now you are in the spirit and engaging God. This God we are engaging is not like he's in the sky somewhere. He's inside us. So you are moving from the outer into the inner and meeting him. That is what it means. When you are not consistent, moving from the flesh into the spirit is difficult. That's why you are in the flesh. Pray this is in the mosquito. Oh. And I remember that you are hungry. Okay, you let me find some biscuit and chew. Oh, I'm thirsty. Let me drink some small water. Time you realize your belly is full and your spirit is empty and you haven't done anything and when your belly becomes full like that the next thing is that let me rest a little and let's see what will happen let's pray on the bed I've told you hey, hey, wow. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. you don't know <laughs> you lie and recline 45 degrees in the cardiac position and you are praying Satan will send some demon to blow some cool air over your head eh? time you realize your eyes are rolling even Jesus Jesus he moved away from his place of comfort he said he departed your place of comfort is that bedroom your place of comfort is that bed move away if you move out of the room, move out, move from the bed. Walk around while you pray. I'm showing the things that make the prayer difficult for you. It, it, that is why you stay in the flesh. Ah? You never get into the spirit. And if you don't get into the spirit, you won't enjoy the prayer because you've not encountered him yet. So some of you don't see the joy in prayer. You don't see it because all your prayers, you don't move over. It's like the journey between the flesh to the spirit is long. You pray, sir. Charlie, you think, Charlie, I've done well. You check three minutes. Hey, it's a sign that you are still in the flesh. But when you have entered the spirit, it is the opposite. You do 45 minutes and you think it's three minutes. You do two hours and you think it's 30 minutes and you can't stop because there is an altar you have met divinity there's some communication that is taking place there is an exchange that is going on i pray that god will give you the grace to transition from the flesh into the spirit this when you've got into the spirit that is when he begins to talk to you that's when he tells you things when you want to hear God, don't tune your ears into the sky. Tune your ears inside because that is where God is. 
That's how we miss hearing God all the time. We're expecting some voice. The skies to open. Or the curtains in your room to blow. And a certain presence will enter with a baritone voice. Sit down, my son. Let us talk. If you get that, may God bless you. <laughs> You see, that is one of the reasons why I advise people to pray with music and get earphones. Something that will shut me when I'm using earphones, I increase the volume. I don't do this small, small like it's playing. No, 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 no. I make use of the volume. I'm not saying best your eardrums. I use the big ones that cover my ears. I raise it to the point where if you are coming to talk to me and it's really important, you must tap me before I hear. If you talk, I can't hear. That's when I know I'm fooling to what I'm doing. And by doing that, I have shut out sensory input. And when you close your eyes, sometimes, you see, that's why they say we should close our eyes when we are praying. Sometimes you see something, right? And it's funny. The laughter will take you out of the spirit. <laughs> the laughter alone, it will take you out of the spirit. Say, so close your eyes. Focus. Why do you think most visions are seen with eyes closed? You shut out the sensory input and focus. You are at the altar. It is you and God, man and divinity interacting. Oh, may God bring a revival into your prayer life in the name of Jesus. You are sleeping too much. Tell the person next to you, you sleep too much. Tell another, you sleep too much. The person, you like sleeping too much. Meanwhile, if it is serious, you are watching. What is two hours? What is three hours? What is four hours? You can sit there and soak. is not interesting enough. Five minutes and you are tired. What are some of the popular series now? Tell me. Oh, you say the name. Say the name. It's not a sin. What's the name? Pardon? Squid Game. Squid. S-Q-I-D. S-Q-U-I-D. Squid. The animal in the sea, squid. Look at that. But that one can take your attention. And arrest your attention. Oh my God! What else? Aside Squid Game, what else is there? Pardon? You? I see you. What they are telling is you. You don't like prayer. <laughs> ah, may the Lord bring a prayer revival in your life. We can watch these things. Oh. That you can watch a live football match, it's almost two hours and you don't feel anything. When the 
referee was giving blaster at that penalty. Say, yeah, 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 it's a penalty. It's, a pe- it's not a penalty. It's a- when they touch people on their back line, I said the South African player must be very anointed. Just say you touch him, no, he's slain in the spirit. <laughs> you can watch two hours of football. If they add extra time and penalties, we better not say a shit. Because the matter has not been concluded. Why is it that when the matter has not been concluded in the spirit, you can't continue to travel and be at the altar of God? You are in a hurry to leave. You are in a hurry to go and take care of your business. Can you really say the matter was concluded? No. It wasn't concluded there. People like Elijah persisted in a place of prayer. They had prophesied the sound of the abundance of rain, but there was no sign of it. The Bible said he went and put his head in between his legs and prayed seven times until he saw a cloud the size of the hand of a man. He said, that is the miracle. You see, you must get to the place of the until the cloud appears. Until, until, until. Sometimes you come out of prayer and you're like, I wasted my time. Oh, there are times you, you spend time in, because you didn't concentrate on what you are praying. Like, you were just all over the place. You were just ticking a box. Literally. But may God take you out of that place in the name of Jesus. Where prayer will be meaningful. You see, when you encounter the joys of prayer, subsequent prayer becomes easier. It becomes easier. So when you are prayerless, you live a confused life. You are confused. There's no direction, nothing. You always don't know what to choose. People are confused about all sorts of things. People are even confused about the agenda. Should I go there? Oh, we are on Facebook. No blogger, so. <laughs> Confusion. Look, all these things, they are issues of the mind. He said, for this reason, God gave them up unto depraved minds. And so they substituted natural affection man for woman and were burning with passion for each other man to man woman to woman they had a depraved mind that is the problem with these things mind problems mind problems confusion when you are prayerless there's confusion in your life number two maybe that's the last one i'll give you for today and then another time we'll continue your life will be characterized by strange happenings Somebody say strange happenings. Say it again, strange happenings. Look, look, let's not kid ourselves. We are dealing with a very wicked enemy. Don't I hear people say, Oh, the devil is powerless. He is a toothless bulldog. Man. The devil is powerless. Even Jesus acknowledged that the devil had power. How did he acknowledge that the devil happened? He said, Behold, I give unto you power to trample over scorpions and snakes and over all the power of the enemy. Power of the enemy. This is Jesus talking. He himself with all his anointing acknowledged the fact that the devil has power. So don't be dead saying things you don't know. He's a toothless Buddha. 
When you see a toothless bulldog, will you see? Let me show you what he really looks like. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. See whether what you see there looks like a bulldog. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. He said, Be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, is as a toothless bulldog. breeds of dogs Doberman if you cram those ones they are not this dangerous they eat on the ball and do all sorts of things what that what's that bingo bingo chihuahua <laughs> be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil has won a wrong not just a lion he has shown his teeth, opened his eyes, claws sharpened, doing what? Walk it about. I want to stay on the walk it about a little. You see, people have this aida upon some upon some they I don't want trouble. So me, this warfare prayers, I will not pray. And then then there's somebody say he doesn't want to speak in tongues because he feels when he speaks in tongues, he's worrying the devil, and the devil will come and attack him. twisted wisdom <laughs> but the Bible is not we are not told yet that he's sitting there waiting for you to attack him for him to attack he is walking about not taking a stroll but what seeking that means looking for whom he may devour you don't have to touch him you don't have to hurt him he is looking for you he is looking for your children. He's looking for your father. He's looking for your mother. He's looking for your family. He's looking for your ministry. He's looking for your marriage. He's looking for your business. He's not sitting idle. Don't kid yourself. Seeking whom he may devour. The victims he likes the most are those who don't have any prayer altar. Prayerless believers, powerless believers, fireless believers are the ones he prefers. his mercies that we are not consumed by his mercies is the mercy of God look one of the powerful attributes of God is his mercy if you consider the level of his holiness and for him to be able to come down and show mercy that's that's a serious drop in heaven eh? 
God sits on righteousness and justice. The Bible says righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. He sits. So righteousness and you know what justice means? That is what he sits on in heaven. But when he decided to come and tabernacle with man, he realized that if I bring that same throne of righteousness and justice, man cannot stand. And so now the seat on which he sat when he came to tabernacle with man was the mercy seat. Because if he brings the righteousness and justice, none of us can stand. So he sits on the mercy. The glory sits on the mercy of God. It is by the mercies of God that you are not consumed. You open your eyes to what happened last night when you slept. Because he put a video up on the church page. I don't know how many of you saw it. A video, people were asleep in their house. Somebody in white just appeared like that out of thin air, put a broom on the ground, and was doing demonic aquantre. You are sleeping. is awake with a broom flying at night entering people's homes and doing incantations I don't joke with my morning tea some advice say oh chatty against the devil you don't stand a chance if it's you against the devil you don't stand a chance school of ministry people you've learned about angels and what they can do the things that the bible said they can do can you do one angel can kill 185,000 people at a go you chicken cry you can't kill let alone a go heaven and earth like in seconds you can grab planes six hours before you reach and he was one of them so on your own you don't stand a chance against him it is the spirit behind your altar I'm talking about Jehovah Sabaoth the Lord of hosts I'm talking about El Nisi Jehovah Nisi he is the one who fights on your behalf the Bible said the Lord stands by me like a mighty man of war that is why you need to invoke and engage that altar to cause that God to wake up and fight on your behalf the Bible says let God arise and let his enemies be scattered when you engage that altar God arises and the enemy doesn't have a choice but to scatter sleeping tell the person again you like sleeping too much say it again you like sleeping too much you love sleep too much now say to the one behind you the nose at the back don't tend to the wall 
receive it <laughs> and say it back. Say you love sleep too much. Some of you, when it's done and it's time to rather wake up and engage God, that is when you are pulling the blanket and changing gear. And the snoring moves to fourth gear. When they are dancing on your compound, how many of you have heard that song but your flesh will not be food for the mouth of witches your flesh will not be food for for mouths of wizards in the name of jesus christ of nazareth because you shall build an altar that will generate fire we say they are six but to me they are not six there is a seventh hidden one which I believe holds all of them together that is Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 he said praying for one another with all kinds of prayer all kinds of prayer God will not call something complete if it is six it has to be seven the complete armor of God must have a seven he said always when it had listed the helmet of salvation listed everything I don't know why we stopped at the 17 and said those are the, the full armor of God he said praying always with prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching there unto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints that is the seventh and the last key element of the armor of God because you have the helmet of salvation breastplate of righteousness etc etc and the element of prayer is not in there all kinds of prayer worship is also prayer praise is prayer speaking in tongues is prayer sometimes you don't know what to pray for that is when we invoke Romans 8 26 for we do not know how to pray but the spirit of God maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. You see, somebody asked me the other time, he was like, when you are a pastor and you pray for people, doesn't the enemy tend to come back to you? I say, yes. That is what happened. That, that is the devil's modus operandi. issue and I pray for you whatever spirit is behind it and by the grace of God that thing is expelled it is very very possible that that thing is going to turn at me I was like so how do you survive I told him there is something called seeking refuge at the altar of God you know where refugee is somebody who says I can't defend myself there is war in my country. I can't defend myself. I'm running to a safe house. I'm running to a safe place. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a mighty fortress. And the righteous run into it and they are saved. So that is my secret. Oh yes, the enemy, he turns. Um, let's read First Samuel. 
1 Samuel 17, 34 to 35. When David was recounting what happened when the lion and the bear came to take, give me the King James of that one. You know that the enemy turns onto the shepherd too. He was a shepherd. And the sheep was being attacked by the lion and the bear. Just like how the enemy may try to attack you. And in the place of prayer, I have to stand and intercede as your pastor and the shepherd God has placed over your life. So it's like the enemy comes like a lion. I have to go, stand in, fight, take you out of the place. And look at what he said. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear and took a lamb out of the flock. Verse 35. And I went after him. That is, if I come and I come and pray for you. And smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And look at what happened. And when he arose against me, is how the enemy operates. When he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. That is how we survive. That is how we win our battles. By engaging the altar of God. And you see, when God told them to build the altar, he told them to put four horns at the altar. Four horns at the altar. There is something about holding on to the horns of the altar days when somebody is able to hold on to the horn of the altar what a person is saying is that I'm seeking refuge what he's saying is that I'm seeking asylum when they say asylum somebody is seeking asylum there is war in this country or maybe during those military eras and things like that some people are trying to kill you you move maybe from Ghana and you go to the US and seek asylum there when you seek asylum what it means is that for them to be able to get you from Ghana they must first through the United States of America with all its security agents the CIA is at your disposal the FBI is at your disposal and in those days anybody who managed to break into the tabernacle and hold on to the horns of the altar it doesn't even matter what you have done nobody can slay you at the altar Adonijah the brother of Solomon Solomon wanted to kill him he ran and the Bible said he took hold of the horns of the altar when your hands are on the altar, you are saying, I can't defend myself. And you see, when your hands are on the altar, it doesn't even need you to be perfect. Some of you, you need your hands on the altar. Because some of the holes you are creating in the head that God has created around you, with the things that you do, you need to put your hands on the horns of the altar. And today, I charge somebody to build an altar of prayer. And may you hold on to the horns of the altar. When you dream bad dreams and they are chasing you in your dreams, hold on to the horns of the altar. When you are discouraged in life, hold on to the horns of the altar. When you are afraid, hold on to the horns of the altar. The Bible said, I lift my eyes to the hills and from whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and earth. He said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I pray that somebody will see that rock somebody will seek refuge in that rock he said the name of the lord is a mighty fortress and the righteous run into it and they are saved i pray in the name of jesus christ of nazareth that that name will be your refuge that name will be your castle that name will be your fortress and while you are running to it may the enemy not be able to touch you in the name of jesus christ of nazareth the psalmist said he dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty i said a thousand shall fall by your side and ten thousand by your right hand side and it shall not come nigh thee he said only with your eyes 
will you see the reward of the wicked in the name of Jesus today I pray for the spirit of prayer to be stirred up in your spirit I pray for the spirit of supplication to come upon you I pray for the spirit of intercession to come upon you in the name of Jesus wherever you are lift up your voice begin to erect an altar erect an altar hold on to the horns of the altar build an altar oh warrior of Jesus erect an altar now Build a place of refuge. Tell God, Lord, I hold on to the horns of the altar. I seek refuge. I seek asylum. I can't defend myself. I can't stand against your threatenings. Erect an altar, build an altar, build a fortress, build a strong place. When the storms of life come, engage the altar. When difficult times come, engage the altar. When trying times come, engage the altar. Hold on to the horns of the altar. In spite of your imperfections, hold on to the horns of the altar. Every battle of the warrior shall be with confused knots and garments rolled in blood. But this battle shall be with burning and fuel of fire. Allah tells us, when you are threatening, threatened with hell, hold on to the horns of the altar. Let's 
erect an altar for your home erect an altar for your family erect an altar for your ministry erect an altar for your business that is where divinity will meet with humanity we have a safe house we have an anchor an anchor that keeps the soul an anchor that is steadfast an anchor that is sure even when the storms blow even when the pillows roll today receive the spirit of prayer the spirit of the warrior the spirit of the conqueror cut the spirit of prayer cut the spirit of supplication cut the spirit of worship cut the spirit of praise hey when difficult times come may you run to the altar I am the Lebosaya. Instead of contemplating suicide, instead of contemplating ending it all, may you run to the altar of God. Lekele na dubosa. Inta kadini minato. The songwriter said, "You are my hiding place." The Lord is your hiding place. In your presence, that is where I am strong. He said in your presence, that is where I am strong. Oh, Reverend that you will love to commune with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The Holy Spirit is calling somebody to the place of koinonia. He is calling somebody to the place of fellowship. Ayanda katabata. Allah tamatina mantolebata. Ayeteketebarose. Letelebrodolabosai. Leketekeleza. Lord, you are our refuge. Said when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. That is higher than I. I lift my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. It gets to a place where you know your strength cannot do it. When the storms of life are hitting, 
I heard somebody say, when the ten things are difficult, I want to drink beer to clear my mind. Beer doesn't clear your mind. When the storms are hitting, beer will not clear your mind. Whiskey will not clear your mind. The Bible says, be not drunk with wine, but instead be filled with the Holy Ghost. It will not clear your mind. That is not how you win the battle. When the storms of life are hitting, that is when you go, that is how you respond to the storms of life and the difficult situations that is the language of a warrior.
for you that you will erect an altar of prayer in your life a place where you will meet God a place where divinity will meet with humanity a place where God will manifest himself manifest his power and show himself strong on your behalf the Bible says the Lord's eyes move through and fro looking for somebody to show himself strong on the person's behalf 
He said, I sought for a man to stand in a gap, but I found none. But thank God that today you have been found an intercessor. You have been found somebody who will stand in a place of prayer. You will stand in a place of prayer on behalf of your children, on behalf of your wife, on behalf of your husband, on behalf of your church, on behalf of the nation, on behalf of, of, of the things that mean something in your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want you to pray this prayer, last prayer. The Lord today, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I erect an altar of prayer in my life. Lift up your voice and pray this prayer. An altar of prayer. An altar of prayer. An altar that will stand against any other altar that speaks against me. An altar that will stand. May you come face to face with God. May you encounter God at the altar of prayer. May you experience God in the place of Koinonia. In the next 45 seconds. A new dimension of relationship with the Holy Ghost. Mm. The one I love is ever before me. He seals upon my heart. I live for the one I love. He seals upon my heart. I live for the one I the love. One I love. The one I love. He seals upon my heart. I live for the one I love.
for the one I love. Sing, I live for the one I love. I live for the one I love. I sing to the one I love. I sing to the one I love. I sing, I sing to the one I love.
words are done. Come on. Facebook page, the Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! Someone overflow!